A murder mystery that repeats every day until you solve it? Yes, please. The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle by Stuart Turton follows Aidan Bishop as he lives in Blackheath and wakes up in a different body every day until he can solve the murder of Evelyn Hardcastle, which happens every night at exactly 11 p.m. Now, this book is a little bit Downton Abbey and a little bit Groundhog Day and all amazing. It is just, it's so fun because you've got that murder mystery aspect, but also there's a lot of like interpersonal relationship stuff that we kind of learn through the book because you're waking up in a different body every day and it just it's really cool and the ending is really great and that's all I'll say about it because I don't want to spoil it and like it's a really good book so everybody should read it and also at least in the copy that I have it has a map of Blackheath which is where they're staying and an invitation for the party um which is why all the characters are there they're hosting a ball and so that's why there's so many characters at Blackheath. And so we see the invitation and we see the map. And I think that's a really cool addition to the book and just something I thought I'd throw in there for anybody who likes books with maps. This is one for you. And like I said, it's a great mystery, so you should read it. Books, TV, music, and movies. All things that make a big impact on everyone. I'm constantly gushing about my latest read to anyone who will listen, so I figured I'd turn my rambling into something coherent that people will actually listen to which means no tuning out halfway through. I am Maya Ghosh, and this is my take. So now, as always with the book, we are going to start on the writing, and the writing was good. I mean, Stuart Turton, Turton, I don't know how to say his name, I'm sorry, the author, really loves his comparisons. Like, there's similes throughout this entire book, and there's a lot of comparisons, figurative language, like, it's a dictionary for anybody trying to get people to understand what, like, similes and metaphors are, show them this book, and they will be able to figure it out, I promise. Um... But with that comes a lot of description of, like, the nature and the area around it. So you get a pretty good picture of, like, what's going on, which I really appreciate. And I thought it was really good. And, like, yeah, it's standard book writing, you know, with the addition of, like, a lot of similes and comparisons and stuff. But it's good. It's not bad. I don't think it's going down as a classic. But it's not, like, trashy by any stretch of the imagination. Um... I will say the one thing about the writing is that there are so many characters that sometimes it gets hard to keep track because it's not like a movie, right, where you can see the same face every time. It's like you have to keep envisioning different faces and remembering all these names, and I kind of struggle with names a little bit. So that was a little bit jumbled, but it doesn't really take away from, like, the writing of the book. It take like, it doesn't take away from anything. I'm just putting that out there, that there are a ton of characters, so be warned, and if you're somebody who struggles with names like me, it might be helpful to, like, keep a pen and paper and write down, like, every time you meet somebody and, like, keep a list of, like, who they are or whatever, but yeah, now we are going to move on, and I'm just going to talk about, like, the plot and how it plays out, I guess, I don't know, I don't really have, like, a set way of going about it, like, I was going to talk about each different host, and then I was like, that's too complicated for me to keep up with. So we're just talking about the plot, which 
Aiden wakes up every day in a different body, but then if his host falls asleep, he'll jump to a different host, which again makes things kind of weird because different things happen at different points and we see different, like time gets jumbled a little bit because you know, you fall asleep in one and you wake up in another and it's like a different part of the day or something. Like, that kind of messes with it. But it's a really cool aspect because I like that, like, they don't let him, like, skip days. Like, he's not allowed time off in this. It's not like you can just take a nap and ignore the world. Like, he has to solve this murder, which I appreciate. And then Aiden is not the only one there. There's Anna. And I could never really get, like, a good feeling for Anna because we're told, right, Anna is going to betray Aiden, but Aiden still, like, likes her and wants her to be good and wants her to be a friend, and, like, so it's just so confusing because you don't see enough of her to really get, like, a good picture of her, and then at one point, I don't know why I thought this, but at one point, I swore she was going to be the footman, and that's how she was going to betray him. That didn't happen, obviously. Um... And I hated that, like, she never knew what was going on because she, again, with the time thing, right? Like, Aiden is going chronologically, right? He wakes up in a different body every day. Anna meets different bodies of his host at different points. So, like, in some days, like, the first day she meets him, she knows a shit ton about him and has met different hosts of his already and, like, knows everything. And then, like, the seventh day he meets her, she's, like on her first day and doesn't know anything so it's like that makes it really confusing and I thought because of that like she couldn't really be trusted and I thought she was lying and trying to make it difficult for Aiden but we really discovered that she was kind of like this mob boss character and that's why she's in Blackheath because she ordered the assassination of a bunch of people and she assassinated Aiden's sister and Aiden came to Blackheath to seek revenge which is like this whole jumbled storyline that unfolded like within the last 20 pages I'm pretty sure which was a lot to take in but also like finally gave some clarity to the characters and it made sense like once Aiden thought about it and was like she really is like cold and she'll kill people and stuff you see that like mob boss instinct in her so that was like kind of cool I guess and a weird way like I I just I don't know what to think of her like I don't think I like her but I don't think I hate her either she was just kind of there and I appreciate that Aiden at least had somebody to share this experience with so I guess I appreciate her for being there I don't even know uh then there's the fact that Aiden gets special treatment because the plague doctor who is like running Blackheath likes Aiden therefore he changes the rules for Aiden because he gives him multiple hosts and he sets the host in like an order that would give Aiden the best chance of survival so I like that and I like that somebody was rooting for Aiden because if I was stuck in Blackheath like I would need somebody rooting for me because I wouldn't know what the fuck to do like I like to think that I'm smart and could solve a murder but I don't think I could if I didn't have help so I appreciate that the Plague Doctor was, like, on Aiden's side. Even though he was kind of sketch, he was, like, there supporting Aiden. So I loved that for Aiden. And then there's Daniel and the Footman, which, like, fuck them. Because they're evil and annoying, and I hated them. 
and I hated that they were trying to, like, stage a coup of Blackheath or whatever, and it was just, they were terrible characters, but they were really good antagonists because they made sense. Like, they were on this quest, too. They were trying to, like, escape, so they made sense as villains, but I just, I hated that they were getting in the way of Aiden because this task was hard enough, and Aiden was trying, and, like, I, I just, I wanted him to succeed so bad, so I hated anything that, like, got in his way of success. And speaking of success, the end of the book, which was batshit crazy, so much stuff happened so quickly, like, we find out that Madeline, or Madeline, is actually Evelyn, and we find that out because the rapist dudes, like, the host that's the rapist, and I don't remember his name, but the host that, like, the host that's the rapist, um, his mom recognizes Madeline as Evelyn and so then when Aiden realizes he puts that together and he's like you're actually Evelyn which was crazy and then the rest of the shit that unfolded was crazy because it was like she killed her brother all of those years ago and now she's back and like there's Evelyn faking her suicide and then Michael actually dying which is a crazy mess and then we also have to deal with Evelyn like, trying to kill somebody now, and the fact that she killed her brother all those years ago, and it just is insane and crazy, but I loved it, and I love how much Aiden finds out, because he's only supposed to find out, like, a little bit of it, and then he uncovers this, like, whole mess of things that not even the plague doctor knew about, so I really appreciate that, and I I like that he does give some of that information to Anna, and Anna is allowed to go free because of it, but the ending is just crazy. Like, once shit starts unfolding at the ending, there's, like, a lot you gotta get through before we get to a resolution, so it's, like, a crazy mess for a little bit of the ending, and then it wraps up. But I love a crazy mess, you know? It was fun. It was very fitting with the style of this book, which has been such a, like, mess, and you don't ever really know where you're going, and then it all just plays out in this one fell swoop of a crazy mess, and then you have all your answers. But I loved it. I love this book. It was great. Um, and now I want to talk about Blackheath as a prison. Because that's such an interesting concept. That, like, there's all these places around the world where people who have committed crimes go to this place. And they need to solve a crime to be able to get out. And the worse the crime you've committed, the bigger and harder the crime you need to solve is. Like, because Anna was a mob boss, she goes to Blackheath, where Evelyn Hardcastle dies every night, and it's, like, a really complicated thing, but, like, there's other people who have committed, like, petty crimes that go and just have to solve, like, a theft or something, like, it's such an interesting concept, I mean, it's not something that I think the U.S. prison system will be adopting anytime soon, mostly because it requires some sort of, like, magic to work, or, like, really, really good method actors. Like, it just, it can't, it's not feasible in the real world, right? It requires an element of magic to be possible. But it's really, like, an interesting thing to think about. Like, how would that work for rehabilitating prisoners? Like, would they actually be rehabilitated and see the pain that their actions cause and, like, change their ways? Or would they just, like, what if you have a super smart prisoner who solves it and, like, two seconds and then gets released like would they just keep 
committing crimes and keep solving the ones that they're sent to. Like, it just, it's a really interesting concept to think about because that was something that I didn't see coming in this book. Well, I didn't see a lot of things coming in this book, let's be honest. But the fact that Blackheath was like this prison was really interesting. And then we learned that Aiden came here voluntarily because he was looking for revenge for his sister's murder, which was really interesting to think about because I guess that's why Aiden gets special treatment, right? Because he came here voluntarily. He wasn't, like, committed here. But still, he came here and he was like, look, I want revenge so bad I'm going to put myself through what the worst criminals in the world are going through and stuff. So it's like Blackheath as a setting is a very integral part of the story, and I love that that is, like, such a big part of the story and that it's really interesting to think about. And, like, it just it, it made me think a lot about, like, prison and rehabilitation and how effective this would be and could this ever play out in the real world and could you do it without magic like it just it made me think and I really liked it and speaking of other things that make you think the different hosts because this book seven and a half deaths right he wakes up in seven or eight different hosts eight different hosts so because there's all these different hosts and all these different bodies that Eden inhabits we see multiple perspectives and we understand that like all of the multiple perspectives are necessary to solve the murder and solve problems. And, like, we get to embody different characters and really, like, most of the time with a book, right, you see a different perspective, but it's a whole different character. And you're looking through the perspective of one character. So as much as you want to learn from that other character, it's harder because you can't embody them. But in this, Aiden does have to be in their body and feel their desires and stuff. Like, when he's stuck in the serial rapist host he recognizes like how bad it is and how those desires are trying to take control of him but he also recognizes that he needs that demeanor and that like rash impulsiveness to be able to do part of the job and we learn to love a different aspect of each host so i really like that this book really did open people's eyes to like you need multiple perspectives in the world you can't just have a world of everybody who thinks alike and even though people seem bad, they can also be helpful. I'm not condoning rape, I swear, but I'm just saying, right, we get the perspective of somebody who would be a villain in any other sense of a book, right? But in this perspective, in this book, we need him. So he can't be a villain because he was a necessary part for Aiden to solve this, right? And so, like, we see these things, and it really opens your eyes to, like, the world and, like, learning about different perspectives and embodying different characters and thinking about things from other people's points of view. And I really like that, like, that is a big theme of the book and that really, like, it, readers have to think about that reading this book. And, like, it's interesting to see how his thought process changes as he moves through all the different hosts. And, like, I really like that each host comes back into the story, right? Like, the first day he wakes up, somebody bumps into him hands him a compass and says east right then like three days later Aiden is the one who wakes up and is the host and sees his like past self waking up in the forest lost and confused and then him in the future walks towards him bumps into him hands him a compass and says east so I like that that like comes around and then the last host is the one who puts the envelope about Cunningham's parentage in the seat that Cunningham is sitting in so that Ravencourt can use that to blackmail him. 
but Ravencourt doesn't know what's in the envelope, he just knows that it'll be enough to blackmail Cunningham. So, like, I like that that plays out, and I like that, like, we see the future influencing the past, but the past is the present. Like, I don't know how to explain it. I just like that things, like, come back around, I think is really cool, and I like, I like the moments where we see Aiden, like, playing out something that we've already seen in the book, and, like, especially with, like, the compass thing, like, right, we saw that scene play out from one point of view, now we get to see it play out from the other point of view, which, again, makes us think about points of views and perspectives and how people see situations and stuff, so I just, I love it, and I love how it comes back around, and that was a really interesting part of it. So, to wrap up this, I think it is an amazing book. I think everybody should read it. I think it's so great and so interesting and so mysterious. And it makes you really think, like I've been saying, about perspectives and point of views and needing other people to do things. And it was so fun to read and really interesting. And I think it's great. So, yeah, I have been Maya Ghosh, and this has been my take on the seven and a half deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. Thanks for listening.